This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, after ruling in its favor, lawyers for the Trump administration want the U.S. Court of Appeals to move ahead with the president's workforce executive orders. Senators may have finally fixed loopholes in the new administrative leave categories. And the Interior Department is in desperate need of more firefighters. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's edition of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Government attorneys have asked the U.S. Court of Appeals to immediately enforce the president's collective bargaining executive orders. The appellate court had overturned the 2018 decision from a lower court, which invalidated much of the EOs, but it did not lift the injunction on the executive orders. Government attorneys say it should be lifted. The National Treasury Employees Union says it plans to ask a full appellate court to review last week's decision from a three-judge panel. Every Democratic senator is urging Social Security Administrator Andrew Saul to reconsider its bargaining strategy with federal employee unions. In a letter to Saul, the lawmakers say they want SSA to return to the bargaining table to resolve its disputes with the International Federation of Professional and Technical Engineers. SSA already filed for impasse on its contracts with the American Federation of Government Employees and National Treasury Employees Union. Senators say SSA's bargaining proposals resemble provisions in the president's collective bargaining executive orders. The Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee advanced a new provision designed to help the Office of Personnel Management at last create new categories of leave. Congress passed the Administrative Leave Act back in 2016. It was supposed to create a new category of leave for employees who were under investigation for misconduct that's separate from weather, safety, or paid administrative leave, but a technicality involving administrative leave for employees serving overseas prevented OPM from fully implementing the law. Catherine Byrd's nomination to be general counsel at the Federal Labor Relations Authority is advanced. The Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee voted 8-5 to to advance her nomination to the full Senate for a vote. The FLRA has been without a general counsel since January 2017. That means it hasn't been able to issue official decisions on unions' unfair labor practices charges since then. The Interior Department is short-staffed for one of its most crucial functions. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Facing yet another hot and dry wildfire season, Interior has nearly 250 fewer seasonal firefighters available than last season. That's according to the Los Angeles Times, which obtained internal Interior memos. California alone has 19 million acres of federally owned forest managed by Interior and the Forest Service. An Interior spokeswoman tells the Times it fell short of its hiring goal of 1,600 seasonals, and now the hiring period is closed. I'm Tom Temin. There are over 1,500 open recommendations from the Defense Department Inspector General, according to a new report. Eighty of those recommendations have been open for at least five years. The report also says DOD could potentially save nearly $5 billion if it implemented the open recommendations with significant monetary benefits. DOD IG flagged a recommendation for improving screening and access controls for general public leasing on military installations, as well as DOD's compliance with the Digital Accountability and Transparency Act as some of the high-priority recommendations the Pentagon needs to shore up. Defense Secretary Mark Esper is standing up a new task force to deal with cancer-causing chemicals on military bases. 
Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. At issue are a variety of chemicals used in firefighting, collectively known by the acronym PFAS. Esper says he wants the task force to tackle the issue holistically. He says the department's response should range from examining the health effects of the foams to finding practical alternatives and cleaning up areas where groundwater contamination has already happened. The task force is set to assemble within the next month. Its first report to the new secretary is due within 180 days. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Men are three times more likely than women to be nominated by lawmakers for admission into the military services academies. A report from the Connecticut Veterans Legal Council says the disparity deprives the military of a more balanced pool of candidates. The report finds since 1995, women have never exceeded 27 percent of the nominees recommended by Congress. The gap cuts across party lines as well. Women made up 22 percent of students nominated by Democrats and 20 percent of students nominated by Republicans. No change to the military's promotion system is needed, according to the military's top non-commissioned service member. Enlisted advisor to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Army Command Sergeant Major John Troxell, says non-commissioned leaders need the time in the service to be better role models to privates and corporals. He added the military needs to continue providing benefits to service members that are offered by companies in the private sector. A bill from Congressman Jerry Connolly and Mark Meadows aims to streamline the FedRAMP approval process for IT vendors looking to do business in the federal cloud market. The bill would require agencies to accept most of the provisional authorizations to operate issued by the Joint Authorization Board. The board consists of members from the General Services Administration, Department of Homeland Security, and Defense Department. GSA is challenging agencies and industries to improve the cloud security authorization process. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. Do you have ideas to improve the federal risk authorization and management or FedRAMP program? Well, GSA wants to hear from you. The agency launched a new challenge asking for suggestions to improve four areas of the cloud security process. The goal is to come up with a more modern, efficient, and effective authorization process while also reducing time and cost and without compromising cybersecurity rigor. GSA is not offering any prizes for the competition. Rather, its approach is to reach a broader community. Responses to the challenge are due by August 22nd. I'm Jason Miller. The office responsible for protecting whistleblowers and investigating their claims at the Veterans Affairs Department acknowledged it still has more to do to reverse a long-standing culture of retaliation at the agency. The VA Office of Accountability and Whistleblower Protection says it's developing new whistleblower policies and training. Other federal organizations that handle VA whistleblower claims say they're understaffed and often cannot investigate and complete as many investigations as they'd like. Both the VA Inspector General and Office of Special Counsel say this contributes to the perception that whistleblowers have that their offices are turning a blind eye to their concerns. And the National Archives and Records Administration is gearing up to offer new training for agency records management officials. Starting in January 2020, agency records officials new to their jobs must obtain an agency records officer credential within a year of their start date. The new credential stems from a recent memo from the Office of Management and Budget and NARA. Current records management officials who have completed their training will not need to recertify for the new credential. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Music.